Hey guys, today on Background Check, we have a very first, the very first time I'm interviewing someone that I was locked up with. I can't believe I haven't done it before, but today's the first. This guy's name is Herb. We were on the same unit together. He got his GED while we were there together, and now he's got a bachelor's uh, in social services, master's of science and leadership, and he's currently working on a doctorate of business administration. He's got a wife and two kids, and he's also a Christian rapper. Today we do a background check on Herb Flav Addison. Let's go! Have you or someone you know had your life turned upside down because of your past? Of course I have. Everyone does background checks now, which makes it hard to bounce back. What do you believe? I believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It, sh it should pay you back. This podcast will inspire you, motivate you, and inform you with everything you need to rise above your past and, and not be afraid to say, go, go ahead, check my background. My name is J. Dan Gum, and this is Background Check. You already know. Let's go. You can check my background. I'm a forgiving felon, so tell them that I won't back down now. You can bet I won't live in regret. It's time to earn some respect. You are tuning in to Background Check. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Background Check Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Gum, and as always, it's brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with the past realize their future. And here at Background Check, we like to say your background shouldn't hold you back. It should pay you back. And this podcast is one of the ways that my background is paying me back. If you listen to some earlier episodes, uh, some solo episodes, you'll hear of me sharing how my background has paid me back. And then you'll hear all the other stories of all the other awesome guests about how their background is paying them back. And then you'll also hear stories of people helping other people navigate life after the background check. So uh, we're all about the background check shouldn't be a negative thing. It should be a positive thing. So uh, anyway, welcome all you listeners. And it's growing every week. Thank you for doing the, the, the most important thing you can do for the show. The best thing you can do for the show is share it with somebody else. Well, I don't even care if you if you leave a review on Apple anymore. I really don't. Um, the most important thing is that people are listening and grabbing something. And tell them to binge listen, man. Tell them to listen to all the episodes. I promise you there's going to be one episode that will touch anybody who listens. I promise. So thanks again for listening, all you guys in prison. Thank you all for writing in. Obviously, if you write in, you're probably going to get a shout out. So uh, we're looking for some more for some more people. Where, where are you listening from? How about uh, Florida? Uh, we've got Alabama. We've got Arizona. Uh, where else? If you're listening from a, a specific state or county jail or prison or whatever, send us a letter in and uh, let us know who you are. Hey, listen, if you're trying to call, I know some of y'all are trying to call. Uh, I I very am very rarely am I able to answer the phone. And uh, so most of the time it goes to voicemail. And if it goes to voicemail, you know, then I don't get to answer the the call. So, um, so sorry about that. But anyway, thank you for all you listeners out here too. Uh, so many people I run into on a daily basis that just say that they're, they have somebody in their sphere of influence, their friends, or even themselves uh, ha have been impacted by the podcast. So, Thanks for listening. Thanks for helping make this podcast amazing. We couldn't do it without you. And so um, thank you very much. And listen, if you want to know more about Forgiven Felons and what we do, exciting days are ahead for Forgiven Felons. We're still always going to be doing the Transitional House. 
we, it may look different in a year or two. We may not do reentry, but we may do, uh, we may have an apartment building where we're helping people uh, get back on their feet that way. Uh, but right now we're, we're, we're in the planning phases of the resource center and we are raising money. North Texas Giving Day is about a month out and we got some exciting ways that we're going to be raising money this year. In that 18 hours of giving on September 23rd, in that 18 hours of giving from 6 a.m. to midnight, we're going to be giving away a prize every hour to the people who donated during that hour. And then we're giving away a huge package. If you, We're, we're basically raffling off a riding lawnmower, chainsaw, blower, weed eater, and hedge trimmer. All Just one. We're not giving away each one for a raffle. We're giving away everything, one ticket, everything. And so um, we're going we're gonna to go live with that online raffle here in the next day or two. So be checking ForgivenFelons.org for that information to see how you can buy raffle tickets and support the ministry, but also have a chance to win that big landscaping package. And even if you don't need a riding lawnmower, you can you can uh, buy a ticket. Um, buy a ticket, and if you win, give it to somebody who does. You know, or sell it, whatever you want to do. But every penny goes, you know, we're partnering with uh, PR Equipment in Cairns, Texas, and Spartan Mowers. We're partnering together. And coming up, we're going to have some awesome sponsors that are giving away door prizes. So if you listen to this in time and you want to be a sponsor for that day for, for our ministry, you let us know. All right, so uh, we're going to get to the show. Background Check is all about sharing stories of people who have risen above their background. And today's guest, man, it's a first for us. Herb's been my friend for a long time. We kind of haven't really connected much outside of prison other than a few letters when he first got out. But, man, you know, he's amazing. We reconnected earlier this year. Uh, we both had COVID at the beginning of the year, and uh, but we've gotten to know each other. I went down to Houston, got an interview with him, and he's just an incredible guy. You know, he, he, uh, he got his GED when he was at Lockhart Work Facility with us, with me. And that GED springboarded him into now outside. He, he has gotten his bachelor's degree, his master's degree, and he's currently working on his doctorate. He's got a wife and two boys, and they're an, an amazing family. He's, a, he's the campus pastor and director of the, uh, Wesley, the TSU Wesley Foundation. And he's a really good friend of mine. And I can't wait for you to hear everything he talked about. He's a he's a gospel gospel Christian rapper. He wears some great clothes. Clothes one one hat says "Screwed Up Christian." I love that. We kind of get into that a little bit. He uh, his his rapper name is Flav, and he talks about that. And I can't wait for you to hear that. That's a really neat you know um, really neat name. So anyway, without further ado, uh, here's the interview with Herbert. Flav Addison. Herb, Herbert, what do you go by? Herb, I go Herb, by Herb. That's, I've always known you as Herb. So, exactly. So just making sure, you know. Uh, welcome to Background Check Podcast. I'm glad to be here. Glad to man, be here. Man, we haven't seen each other. Man, probably in 15, 15 and a half years, <laughs> yeah, man. Years, at the yeah. Lockhart Work Facility. I passed by Lockhart uh, yesterday. You know that place is all female now? Really? Yeah. A few oh, years ago, it went all female. They changed it to female. Yep. Wow. So it, it, they needed to, at some point, change it to either all male or all female because uh, it was crazy, those guys trying to 
yeah. and being in commissary line, and then you see the females yeah, try, try to go to, to the doctor, you know, that was up there at the other end of the hall. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing great. Blessed by the best. I can't complain. I can't believe that it's been this long since I've tried to connect. Uh, I take responsibility because I'm all over social media, and I'm all over everything. And so... And I know I've thought about you from time to time. Absolutely. But I just, I just did not, I just didn't reach out until earlier this year. Uh, we both had COVID at the yeah. beginning of this year. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but, but here we are now, man. I wrote about you in my journal, in my prison journal. I was yeah. reading it to Reggie. I was like, I was like, why was I even thinking about you and Herb? Enough to write y'all down. But I had y'all down in my journal, man. Because y'all got out right before I did. I think February, March, something. January, February, March. Because y'all got out just a month or two before I did. And I got out in April. And technically, though, you were our pastor when we was in prison. <laughs> if you if you really want to just be real about it, uh, you, it wouldn't be right if you weren't thinking about uh, us, man. That, that's a blessing to know that you was thinking about us, brother. I was so happy when I got that first letter from you and Reggie. Yeah. To let me know y'all were doing good. Yeah. So... All right. I mean, we were locked up together. We were warriors for Christ together. Yeah. I don't know your full story, though. I yeah. know bits and pieces of your story from, right. from just you sharing in the church environment, in the prayer circle environment, all yeah. that. But but I've never known your full story, man. And, uh, you know, and so, but but before we, get, before we go back and do the background check on you, because that's what we're all about, background check podcast, is, is, is digging into people's background, not for gossip, not to reject them for a job, not to say they can't live somewhere, but to glorify Jesus. Amen. Uh, because God, or Jesus, when he walked this earth, he did background checks, but he looked at them in a little different light. Yeah. He looked at Matthew's background and saw that he was a tax collector and they were worse than sinners. Uh, but that did not let him, that did not disqualify Matthew from getting a job as a disciple. Come on. You know what I mean? So Jesus did background checks, yeah. but he did not let them hold us back. Yeah. And a background check, we like to say, your background shouldn't hold you back. It should pay you back. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Our background stole a lot from us. And the Bible says the thief has to restore and pay back seven yeah. times. So I believe there's lots of stories out there from friends and even strangers of people just rising above their background, Amen. not letting it hold them back, but but coming on and, and sharing how it's paid them back. So introduce yourself, who you are now. Honor your wife, your family. Tell 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 everybody about you know who you are now, what you do for a living now, what you do as a minister, uh, and then and then we'll and then we'll dig into the background. Well, so I'm Pastor Herb Addison. Um, I like that uh, your background paying you back. And I have to say my background paid me back. Um, and only because of the grace of God, I, I currently serve as the director of the Wesley Foundation at TSU, Texas Southern University. Um, so my charge is to help college students um, become young leaders and uh, great leaders of this community wow. and introduce them to Christ, you know, and to just be a help and a light on this campus. Um, one of the things I like to say is you are the salt of the earth and if the salt loses its flavor, it's good for nothing. So we are the salt on this campus. Um, and so uh, shout out to my wife and my sons. Um, I have a son that is 18. And what, what's your wife's name? 
My wife's name is Ashley. All right, Ashley. Ashley, I have a son, uh, 18, and I have a son that is uh, 10. Uh, and uh, I just thank God How for How long have you and Ashley me. been married? Uh, we have been married 12 years. 12 okay. years. 12 right. years now. I, I actually met her when I got out of prison uh, at church. Hey, fact, that's the best place. You know, I mean, um, you can meet some, some crazy women at church, too. But, yeah, but you ain't gonna meet the the anointed one unless you are at church. You know yeah, what I mean? you know, I I just like to say it don't matter where you meet them as long as you equally yoked. There you you know, and you and you the both mindset is on Jesus Christ, and I like to tell couples all the time you got to have a personal relationship with God. You know what I mean? Your own, not your wife's relationship, right, right. not your husband's relationship, but individually you need that because when you get into hard times, you you may not be able to run to the one that's supposed to be your partner, yeah. and you got to go to Jesus. You know what I mean? You you got to have that personal relationship with God. That's so. good, man. That's good. Uh, I know I've heard a lot of people say marriage is you know fifty fifty. It can't be. It's got to be a hundred to hundred. Yes, two people yes. giving a hundred percent to god and then god allows their 100 percents to come together yeah and not be 100 percent yeah 200 percent god on. has got a multiplication amen not addition you know what amen. i mean amen so um all right so that's it's cool man to get so to that's see where you. i'm at now you it's know good, it's good to get to see you in in your element now man yes, yes. you still got that anointing all over you well praise god because you, you know you you told me at some point you know you said that that uh that it was cool because you said that i'm doing everything i said i was going to do in prison man listen the forgiven felons which the man was in prison we you you had that forgiven felons vision in prison and one of the greatest things about that was just looking on facebook and seeing forgiven felons 15 years later like <laughs> like okay so the world has to know that like you was like the Joel Osteen of the prison <laughs> if, if 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 you will listen Jay had the messages and 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 everybody liked Jay you oh. know and and that was that was the blessing of it all and when I when I first when I first got to that unit you know you don't know what to expect right. you know when you're going into yeah. a unit but the craziest part is I was met with all types of love, man. Yeah. Like, and and I tell people my prison experience wasn't like all of the horror stories that right. people have. Right. My prison experience was wonderful. I got my GED hmm. at that unit, the wow. Lockhart Work Release Facility. Now, how long were you there altogether at the Lockhart? I, about 11 months actually 11 about months. 11 okay. months in fact um i want to say that by the I, way by the way y'all we are uh we are recording this and uh unbeknownst to her there was con some construction yeah going on and we decided to that we weren't going to put it off or reschedule we're just going to do it so there's some heavy equipment noises you'll hear in the background i'm not going to try to edit it out we're not going to try to pretend it ain't there so but we're just gonna talk talk louder into the mics and make sure you hear every word. Yeah, this, and, and, this uh, is authentic. So, and, so yeah. And sometimes it's rough, but you know when life get rough, you just keep on pushing. That's and right. That's what we that's doing right. here. And so and, when you so you were at a Lockhart eleven months. Yeah. Um, and what did you think when you first got there, man? Did you come from another unit that had AC? Well, yeah. Well, no, I did not. In fact, 
I was at the um, uh, Garza East and Garza West. Oh, wow. I came straight transfer from the facility. transfer yeah. facility. So, first of all, I had a seven-year sentence, and I had uh, I had eleven months coming from the county. Okay. Um, so I think I may have been there thirteen months. Right. At, at the Lockhart uh, facility. And um, did you work industry out there? I don't remember. Did you work Chatlift for onshore? I worked Chatlift for maybe a month before because I had to get my GED. You know, yeah, they yeah. wouldn't let you get yeah. your GED. They wouldn't let you work unless you had your GED. Right. Yeah. So I had to get the GED, and by the time I got there, I worked, and then next thing you know, I was gone. Man. So uh, you know, I didn't spend. I out of that seven years, I really did about twenty one months. That's the grace of God, wow, right there. Wow, that is. Know? That's and awesome. Eleven months in the county, and like really thirteen months TDC. So. If you take the three months I was on the work uh, transfer facility, it was probably maybe about 11 months at Lockhart. I didn't stay that long. Okay. All right. Now, which uh, which dorm were you in? Were you in 2 Echo? I think I think so. With Reggie and Barney and all them? Yeah, Reggie. I was in. The, I think I was in a dorm with Reggie. Okay. Yes, I was in a dorm Coach with Reggie. Coach Ellison, were you in there with yeah. Ellison? Uh-huh, right. uh-huh. Okay. All right. That's cool. Reggie yeah. was in my wedding. And so was Paul Landa. You remember wow. Lino? Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right. He's going to do an alignment on my tires tomorrow. Wow. Um, but, yeah, I stay, I stay in contact with that makes That's what makes me so mad that I haven't – I haven't. I never never figured a way to connect with you. And so I'm glad I finally did, though. And, man, man I, I, I have to take some of that responsibility because, you know, a lot of times we try to leave a lot of that stuff behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in the, in, the, in the grand scheme of things, if I be honest – Lockhart really got me prepared for the world. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, you know, I remember going through the walls unit coming, trying, they was transferring me different places. And I had the Bible with me. And one of the guards said, you might as well leave that Bible here. Because as soon as y'all get out, y'all put that Bible down. I was like, nah, I'm, I'm keeping this. I say, I'm, I'm, he's, he was like leaving for the next person. I'm like, nah, this, this is my Bible. I, I'm going to do this for real. Like, I, this is, I, this is not just, yeah. you know, something you see right now. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be here. And, uh, you know, just to see you doing the thing, it really encouraged me. And I think even in this hour, this time, God is using the past to encourage me because sometimes when we're moving forward, uh, the people who see us, they don't know our full story and they don't know what God has done in our life. So they try to downplay what you've been through and what you what skills you may have but the one thing i learned is god always send people to encourage you yeah. along the way yes, he does. and uh, to keep going because i tell you i was like man maybe i just need to work you know out of ministry and just work a regular job don't do ministry full time and just do it at my leisure. You know, that was my thing. And it was like, God oh, was encouraging me. I, I had a student call me today and you come by today. A student, a student texts me early this morning and he was like, Pastor Herb. I'm like, yeah, who is this? He was like, this Justin. I know several Justins. I'm like, what's Justin? What's your last name? And he was like, Lofton. And I was like, man, it's good to hear from you. And he said this. He said, I just want to let you know I couldn't be where I am without your input in Mm. my life, man. I Mm. I really would like to connect with you. And that's just God showing me, you know, 
keep doing the work. You you know, because you're in the battlefield, sometimes you can get discouraged, you get tired, you get a little weary, you know, and I think God reminds us where we come from. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So we can move forward. So I have to take a lot of that responsibility because when you be moving so fast, you know, you forget about where you came from, some of the stuff you did, some of the people. So, man, I thank you for reaching out to me when I was a suffering with covid i, I really <laughs> it sounds like it hit that. me and you uh hard just the same uh my wife got a little achoo, got a little allergy attack and that, that's all that's Mine all too i was just like she's like uh it ain't that bad i'm like you ain't shivering and you ain't got a headache and you ain't oh got all this God. she's sitting there at the computer doing work from home and i'm like i tried to get on the computer and i tried six times to spell at gmail.com you know how many times a day I spell at gmail.com? And I tried six times. I couldn't get it right. That brain fog, that brain fog, it wouldn't let you focus. No. Nothing, man. But but, uh, but man, God brought us both through. Brought us both through. And here through. we are. I was the same. Cause... So you haven't always been in the position you're in. You always no. ain't always been happily married. No. Ain't always been serving the Lord. No. So no. let's let's go back a little bit, you know, and let's go back as far as you want. You want to talk about your childhood a little bit? What was it like? like growing up in the addison family you know was uh was your mom and dad uh together all the time did they get separated divorced you know what what was life like well you know my mom had me when she was about 17 okay and my dad hard-working guy uh you know but when you are hard-working young teenage parents things are not necessarily going to be what you think they should be right. and then when you turn around and you think Okay, look, look, we growing up in the hood. I, I grew up in a neighborhood called Trinity Garden. Okay. You know, Trinity Garden on the north side of Houston, Texas, you know. Uh, I didn't really know I was poor until other kids was getting shoes and stuff <laughs> that I couldn't afford. Yeah. When I got maybe in the first or second grade, because kindergarten, everybody was the same. Pre-K, everybody was the same. You got in first or second grade, you start wanting them Nikes and all this mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And your, mother's, your mother can't buy it. Then you go to other people's house and realize, man, I, I don't have central air heat in my house. You know, we had the box fan in the window and you know, attic fans. Attic fans. Yeah. Some people don't even hey, know what attic no, fans are. No, you know, nobody under under thirty knows what attic fans. Hey, I promise. You know, you know, uh, <laughs> man, we 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 had it rough coming up, but it, we had a whole bunch of love, man. Yeah. You know, my grandmother, my dad, my mother, and even when my uh, my mom and my dad split, man, um, you could still feel the love, and then my dad. You know, he got with my stepmother. She's a wonderful lady, you know. And all I have to say is that we struggled very hard. I didn't have the things that I wanted, which made me go out there and want to sell drugs and, and, and live the street life, even though I wasn't raised like that. You know, my mother always been in the church. I, I can't never remember my mother not being in the church. Yeah. Um, and, and my mother, she instilled in us that's, Jesus, you know what I mean, period. We used to be on our knees praying two and three hours. My mother, <laughs> my mother would sit there and have us on our knees praying wow. all night. So the reality of it was I, I knew who Christ was from a little kid, from my godparents, my godfather being a deacon in the church, you know, Willie Knighton Jr. That that man was a, a, a devout Christian. You know, he go open up that church 
you know he he showed me the dedication to the church yeah uh the way he was he was dedicated he was dedicated to the kids and i ended up i hate to say it but i just nothing something i wanted at that time you know what i mean but i ended up i guess you could say being the willie knighton of this generation because he 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 used to be the one in the van picking up kids and taking them to you know uh, uh basketball practice and taking them to the YMCA and I I became a youth pastor you mm, know what I mean wow. you know after selling all those drugs and living a life that is not pleasing unto God man uh, I I mean I'm, I I can tell you so many stories of God trying to turn me in get another your, direction yeah get your attention so i wouldn't have to go to prison you know what i mean and the craziest part is is that i ended up in prison on a technicality okay you know i i was married to my first wife because i was married when i was 19 years old you got married young too yes got married young you know don't know nothing um but being married that young and trying to sell drugs and live that life i got with somebody who was like that you know she would pack the pistol and she would fight and you know that's what that's what drawed me to her because yeah. she was that kind of person yeah. and as i began to change i had caught the drug case and i got probation for that drug case you know i still had a little money then to get lawyers and stuff right, you know right. so i got the probation for that and so uh, if you hadn't had money probably would have been in prison already you know i tell you a lot fun. of people a lot of people don't understand they, they don't understand that when when there's when there's uh and and some of it's racial disparity some of it's financial and economic disparity because in every race there's people that can't afford lawyers and people don't understand that if 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 you can't afford a lawyer you're pretty much gonna get, get screwed by a judge screwed. or a jury or somewhere yeah, you know yeah, yeah and people don't understand that but you yeah. know you you had you had the money to to make sure and you didn't go to prison you, yeah. you got probation the first time at least <laughs> you know and now i, I get out I'm married. I'm trying to change. You know what I mean? I'm, I, you know, I'm struggling. You know, like, like, like my hair say, I was a screwed up Christian. You know, at the time. You know, um, uh, and I, I believe that as as long as we on this earth, we still trying to figure it out. But I was, you know, I was a babe in Christ, and and I'm trying to get myself right. But then you have this 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 individual that ain't signed up for this Jesus thing. You know, so. Um, we end up separating and, and moved on, you know, I, I moved on. And uh, so I thought, but I had a little, I had this little kid, my son. So I, I wanted to try to make it right. You know, you try to, you know, do the right thing as a Christian man. And, uh, you know, of course, we separated a year. I had other females and I'm sure she had other guys, you know, and one particular day she calls and she like she was ready to come home now i done got a whole different house and everything i done moved you know i'm doing well i'm a crane operator you know what i mean i'm i'm i'm, I'm actually in the working field because i ain't never really worked like that but now i'm actually working yeah. trying to gain things and do things do right and uh, so when she came back home 
there was a uh, it, there was a lot of how can I say it a paraphernalia of the other lady okay <laughs> that had been left around male you know that kind of stuff so she kind of got upset about that and hit me in the face with a jack hmm. jack handle I still got the mark right here between scar, my yeah. eyes and she ran in the restroom and called the police now mind you i had been on probation three years six months on a four-year probation oh my gosh and the police come and i'm trying to explain to them like she hit me you know and the police was like well you know maybe so but we'll let the judge sort it out they took me to jail you know what i mean so i go to jail you know since i had been this big bad wolf type guy everybody thinking my my own family was like oh he probably did it anyway mm -hmm. and the whole time i'm telling you like i ain't hit this girl with no jack like it, i didn't do it and uh before you know it uh my dad i didn't have any money this time at this time i don't have money gotta give a shout out to my dad because my dad put up the money to get me a lawyer i had been in that cell eight months with a court-appointed lawyer, mm. and they were trying to give me 20 years. Oh, wow. Because, I'm first of all, I got a probation violation, and then I got an aggravated assault with a deadly weapon with this drug case probation violation. I'm like, man, I'm not signing for 20 years. And the prosecutor came out there. It was eight months. i never forget it. She came out there. She said, you need to stop playing with everybody. We ain't taking this to trial. You need to sign for the time. I'm like, I'm not signing for no time for something I did not do. Now, if I'd done it, cool. If I hit her with the jack and I'm, I'm steady telling the people, like, she hit me. I'm literally in the jail, meat hanging. Because they ain't taking you to the... No. They ain't giving you no kind of medical treatment. <laughs> oh. Meat just hanging. It's just white in here, you know. So, next thing you know, my dad gets this lawyer. No lie. This was at the eight month. Lawyer comes in, look at the case at the ninth month says oh, oh i'm gonna get this dismissed i'm like really he's like yeah i'm gonna just reset it for the next month i come back in we're gonna get this dismissed that 10th month came in got it dismissed no lie just that easy all that time i had been sitting there because first of all they got pictures of her they got pictures of me i'm the only one here meat hanging from right. you know why she hit me in the face with this jack handle so they dismissed the aggravated side with a deadly weapon and then i come in and uh now i got to answer i got to go to probation hearing because when you get deferred adjudication people let me tell you they can sentence you from two to ten or whatever that crime carried they can re-sentence you so that judge basically my lawyer came in he said Worst, he said, worst case scenario, he can sentence you from two to ten, and he probably won't give you ten. You, you, you more on the side of the two. You know what I mean? He and said, you'd already done most of your four year three probation. years. Man, in fact, I sat there eight months, so my probation you, technically yeah. over. So, so, so you got this, and you got me sitting there, and then you know I'm ready to go home. He's like, well, they could actually give you time serving. You could go home today because you got eleven months as of today. You know what I mean? Even if he give you two years, you still yeah. got time served. Yeah. You can you can parole from the county. He said, but worst case scenario, you know, he can sentence you from three to five, you know, because you have we, we, we can't control this because you gave up your rights when you had deferred when you signed for deferred adjudication. Go up in there. 
and the judge. But, but, but wait a minute. See, this is what doesn't make sense about our system. They dismissed the case against right. you. Right. Which means you never should have been arrested to begin with. But you also signed that you will not go back to jail for any reason. If you go back to jail for any reason, guilty or innocent, they can sentence you from. I understand that what time. that says, but that still doesn't that doesn't take away from the fact that that's a broken system. It's a broken system because Definitely. because it wasn't your fault, right? At all, right? And that was proven because they dismissed it. And yet now they can, instead of giving you credit for all the probation you actually did on the street and then time served, they have a, they could potentially sentence you to another fresh 10. Yes. Yes. And people don't understand when people don't understand I know that's not the reason why we're no, here no, talking. No, you're good. This is law. But, but people don't understand how messed up our system is when, you know, because they think, oh, everybody in jail or prison are there for a reason they right, did something right, wrong right right you know and you would have never violated your probation had i not you, went to jail had, had, had you not went to jail now here's the thing though it starts too with those cops because those cops could have just sorted out the situation a little better but done a little more due diligence done a little more research so what happened was the cop said this to me he said we can't leave you here because i we there's a case going on currently the cops let the man go and the man end up killing the woman so we taking you to jail and he told me that out of his own mouth so based on other things that was going on in the community they they actually um, put that on me as well. It's now, crazy. now here's the thing, you know, who goes to say what I would have done to her had you know, because she done already hit me with this jack. So I think that at the at the same time, it was a saving mechanism yeah. as well. And you know, what I'm saying I'm not going, I'm not a one sided person. I, I I'm I'm the realistic about this thing, you know, because you take somebody hit you in the face with a jack, and see, I thought I was pretty too, you know what I mean? So <laughs> you done messed up my face, man. You, listen, you done messed up my face. So you're still pretty. Hey, you're still hey, pretty, hey, you know, <laughs> hey, hey, I, you know, I work with what I have, you know. <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, the system all around is messed up. You know, from from we got to have cops who really care about the people in the neighborhood. You know, some of my best friends are cops. Now, I'm going to tell you, I ain't like cops when I was coming up. You yeah, know me, neither. me neither. Like like cops. I hated all cops. You know what I mean? And, and now that I'm grown, like I literally in my profession, I'm around a lot of cops. Right. Uh, I give you an instance like. Uh, the, uh, the, it was uh, the chief the chief here now in Houston he used to work down at St. John's downtown where I was a youth pastor at I got to know a lot of those cops I got several friends that are cops and these guys are good guys yeah. genuinely take off the uniform and you don't know they're a cop these guys have a heart for the people a heart for God so you can't heap all cops right. you can't put them all in the same category no you can't no. you can't but 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 you need more cops like that that have yeah. a passion for real for the people because some of these cases don't have to go to jail you know what i mean and, and you could really save some people yeah well and it's the same way when we're locked up you know yeah. all the correction officers some of them were there just to collect a check yes. and those are the hardest ones to deal with yes. because they they did not care anything about you, your rehabilitation, no. correcting anything. They were there to pick up a check and don't do anything to convenience me. Don't push that button. 
Yeah. Don't ask me about commissary. Yeah. Don't talk. Don't ask about turnout. Nothing. No. Don't ask nothing. You know, and 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 it's the same way in any law enforcement organization. You got generally you got some good employees. Yeah. Uh, any really any business uh, mm-hmm. any organization mm-hmm. you know you got some good for the most part good employees good good police officers whatever, and then you do have some that are just. You know, they're not necessarily bad cops. They're just bad people. Bad people. You know, they're bad people bad that people. that happen to have a a, a, a job as an officer. Yeah. Uh, same way with those correction officers. I, I'm like, really, there's no good or bad correction officer. They're just good and bad people in a correction officer position. Right. And so, you know, uh, I had I had to do that. You know, but now, man, I'm the same way. It's people think I'm kind of weird, but whenever I see police officers out in public, I want to thank them. Yeah. And they're like, for what? I'm like, just for doing what you do. Because for years, I I hated you. I resisted you. I even hit some of you. Uh, and, and, and I couldn't stand you. But now, I want to say thank you. Yeah. I want to say thank you. Because that's a, man, it's a tough job. Tough job. Very tough job. So what they do? They gave you what? So I went before the judge. And the judge gave me seven years. He says... What went through uh, your mind, dude, when that was happening? Man, let me say this. You know, he acts... And and I don't know what it is about the judges in the system, but they asked... um, Judge asked me, he said, Mr. Addison, I see you in my court again. I I asked you not to come in my court. And um, I said... He said, he asked, did you assault your wife? I said, no, I didn't. He was like, I was like, she assaulted me. And I was like, you can see it. He was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that may be so. But I told you not to come back in my courtroom. Seven years TDC. Bam, he slammed that gavel down. (laughs) And, man, I was hurt. I I, I, I cried. I I cried. And I had to get it together before I went back to the cell. But, man, it was a hurting feeling. Um. But it was something my lawyer said. I, my lawyer was God saying, he said, you know, he said, seven is new beginnings. This is a new beginning for you. He said, you won't be there that long. He said, don't worry about it. Go do what you got to do. And when you get out, God got something special for you. Now, <laughs> mind you, my lawyer ain't never talked nothing about God to me or nothing this whole time. Wow. He looked at my case and said, I'm going to get it dismissed. That's it. He came back. He got it dismissed. Then he told me we was going to probation hearing. That's it. And at the end of that thing, he said, there's something special about you. Mm. And uh, all I could say is, okay, God, I don't get it, but I guess I get it. Yeah. Let, let me walk this journey. And, 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 and what a lot of people don't know is about a month before that, I had accepted my calling. And um, was this guy at the at the 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 steel warehouse that I worked at? I was going through already in the marriage, and he, and he wanted to have a, a a Bible study. I was like, Nah, I'm good. But one particular day, I was I was I was having it rough. This guy came to me. I went to this guy and said, Hey, man, y'all having a Bible study today? He was like, no, but I have Bible study with you. You got to be a willing servant. <laughs> see, see, he could have had a bad attitude that day yeah. and said, no, nah, I'm good, just like I did. But he was like, no. Nah. 
And then he was like, man, after that Bible study, he was like, man, something special about you. You should, man, you, you, you running from your call and you should, you should really think about that. And I don't know, but for some reason that day, I was like, man, you right. And it was just something about that day. And I said, you know what? I'm going to accept my calling. And that guy said, man, you're going to go through some stuff. But God got you. Wow. And, man, a month later I was in prison. <laughs> That's all I could tell you. And I'm sitting I'm sitting there like, God, okay. I I said yes. And you put, I'm in prison. <laughs> what's, up, what's up? But. Sometimes I just wonder, I'm like, God, are you paying attention down here? <laughs> are you watching the same life that I'm living? Because I don't, I yeah. don't feel, I feel like you missed something here, you know? Um, yeah. Man, you know, what I've learned though is God's not surprised by anything. He ended up there going, oh crap, I didn't see that coming. You know, he knows he, time is in his hand, the beginning and the end. He knows it all. That was one of my favorite songs in prison. Um, how great is our God? Yeah. And that one part of that verse says, "Time is in His hand, the yes, beginning yeah. and the end." And and I mean that that line and that song just was was what allowed me to do my time and not worry about the three times that I got denied parole. Yeah. Because because yeah. when I was in Ad Seg, eight days when I first got to prison, three or four months, I got locked up because uh, of a fight, and I just prayed to God and said. God, don't let me out of prison until you know that I'm ready to go oh my home. My goodness. Now, Herb, when I go preach in prisons, I'll preach to a thousand people in the gym and I'll ask, How many's ready to go home? And every, every hand every, will every go hand, up. Right. And then I'll say, How many think God's ready for you to go home? And then they're like, Whoa, whoa, I don't know. I don't know if he thinks I'm ready or not. I'm not sure. But I prayed that prayer, and, you know, I think it made my mom and dad mad because they wanted me out on the first parole. Right, right. But I told them, I said, Mom, Dad, don't cry. You can cry, but don't worry because when when I am let out, it's going to be for good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't worry about how many times I get told no because just know that when I when he lets me go, he's he knows I'm ready. Well, you got a point, and I had to realize that too. Like God wanted me to go through that in prison because I needed time to heal myself. Yeah. Cause ain't no telling what I would have done to her had I not been behind bars and really got the the grasp of what God yeah. was trying to do in my life. You know, because you know I was an angry person. You know what I mean? And, and you know God had to deal with my anger right there. You know God had to humble me in the prison cell, you know what I mean? And I believe that it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. People I, I, people are always like, man, why you say that? I was like, prison was the best thing for me. Because had I not went to prison, I would have never got the GED. And had I not went to prison, guess what? I wouldn't have met the wife I got now. Yeah. Had I not went to prison, I not went to, to college, you know, and have an undergrad degree and a master's degree and working on a doctorate degree. Mm. It, it all stemmed from getting a GED at yeah. the Lockhart Work Release Facility. Yeah. And the thing about it is, I was the valedictorian of that GED class. <laughs> See, people don't even know like that's a thing, but that was a thing. They did try to rehabilitate you the best way they could at the Lockhart Work Release Facility. They had look, some good teachers there. They had good they had teachers. Good. Mr. Perry, did you have Mr. Perry for anything? changes life yeah, yeah, skills yeah, i did the, in the, fact the, uh -huh. the, the black guy yeah. in the wheelchair i had Mr. he was Perry. he was uh and then i had miss farrington 
Okay. Uh, the, one of the teachers, she yeah. taught me computer. I don't know what other teachers. I don't know who taught the GED class. I, I cannot remember the GED people, but let me tell you, they told us when we started, like, whoever has the highest scores would be the valedictorian. And I, and I studied because I wanted to be the valedictorian. And you know what? I made it. You know, and I was able to give a little speech. I just wanted to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to be able to get up and speak in yeah, front of the people. So good. Uh, but the the reality of it was, man, um, I got to meet a person like you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the the thing is, people don't realize, like, yeah, a lot of people say, oh, they just pick up religion when they in jail, right? No, they wouldn't like that. Like you really literally had guys worshiping and praising yeah, God yeah. at that log hard work. Oh, especially in the facility. gym at the very yes. end. I mean, we probably had 90 to 100 men in that gym by the time you and me and Reggie and everybody was yes. going. You know, and when I, when I had started going to the church on Sunday, they were still doing about 20 or 30 in that classroom yeah and then and then pastor yeah, joseph said we, we need to move gym. we need to move to the gym because we're, we're out we're out you know one of the guards came by and said joseph uh this is maximum uh 30 and you got 33 uh, inmates in there you know and joseph's like well i mean we can't cancel you got to move us to the gym and shout out to pastor joseph too because i seen him on the gospel rap scene when i got out a few times because we both was doing the gospel rap, you yeah. know what I mean? And uh, he's, he was another one of those guys that was in there that was a light, yeah. you know oh, what I yeah. mean? And that was preaching within the walls, you know what I mean? And I think that's what God really wanted to, he developed us to be leaders, to yeah. go out yeah, yeah, and yeah. speak to people and, and, and let people know, like, like when you connect to God, man, God will give you everything you need. Sometimes we don't know what we need. That's right. Right? Because when, when I picked what I needed, what I thought I needed, it was the wrong thing. But when God chose for me what path I needed and I said yes, you know, all I could tell you is it's been up since. Now, do I have issues? Do I have problems? Is everything just a smooth road? Absolutely not. You know what, what, what I mean? fun would that be? You know, but but the it's thing, better it's better to be screwed up. Is listen, if you don't recognize you're screwed up, if you got it all put together, that, that that's 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 you. Praise God for you. If you know if you got it all down, praise God. But um, I look at this thing realistically. You know, Paul said this. He said, "I die daily." This is daily walk. We 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 picking this up every day now does that make an excuse to sin certainly not mm -hmm. you know what i mean but if you happen to sin get up let's go keep going yeah you know what i mean i told somebody one time because he, he felt like he just wasn't moving forward i said well let's, let's let's look at your steps i said okay you're taking three steps forward and two steps back three steps more forward and two steps back i said you're still growing you're still moving forward you might be losing two steps uh, a step for every you know you're taking three forward and two back but you're that's still one step forward that's it and then you keep doing that and that just that just shows our humanity that just shows and i and i tell people look you know because i mean I, I try to help people that are struggling guys coming out of prison to our transitional house you know they get out after 25 30 years you know we get a lot of those guys have done a long time you know, and, and, and most of them are Christians, you know, but they, it's it's different. It, it, living for God behind bars yes. 20 plus years 
is different than living for God oh, out here. Oh my God. And you know, and so what I tell him is look, you're gonna mess up, you're gonna screw up, you're gonna fly off the handle because our sometimes our, our mindset, you know, we got out of Egypt, but our mindset maybe still was in Egypt or yeah. prison. Yeah. You know, and, and somebody challenges us at work and we wanna bow up and we wanna do what? And you know, yeah. we say those things, those catch square, kick rocks, all these all these uh prison uh phrases. But I tell him, I, I, I tell him, I'm like, look, you just got to, you got to keep moving forward. Yeah. Um, and don't get caught in a cycle. There's a difference between an isolated sin and a cycle of sin. Right, right. A cycle of sin is one you're not trying to get out of that pattern. Right, you're, right. you're just, you know, uh, I tell people, try to. Try to commit a new sin, not the same old sin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you commit, yeah. keep committing the same one over and over, that's a pattern. That's a cycle. That's yeah, bad. Yeah. But if you keep committing new ones and you're like, oh, oh this must not be good. The Holy Spirit is yeah. convicting you. And uh, and that's growth. You know, each time you're convicted and repent of a, of a different sin, whether it's gossip, negativity, worry. You know, some people forget worry is a sin. Sin. You know? Um, but and it's something we have to all repent of daily, die to daily, or we will get in that cycle. That's it. That's it. I mean, when I when I look at this whole walk, man, I realized I was different. Like, I I, I didn't want to preach for us for for a season because I was like, well, God, I ain't I don't have these sermons that's you know, I'm a, God is going to give you a house or a car, money if you serve him. God is not a genie. But but when I came out of prison, man, people was preaching this stuff. And I'm like, and this is what the people was responding to. And, and at the same time, I, I looked at that Bible. I was like, most of the prophets that came, man, they was telling people to get it together. Or they was going to die, basically. You know, and, and I was like, God, I don't know about this one, you know. But and then I was just a different type of person, you know. I, I don't see things the same as a lot of people. So I was like, eh, this ain't for me. And I just kinda hid out in the church. I was still going, I just kinda hid out. But then God I was at a church and I was on the Usher board just trying to, you know, trying to serve but not trying yeah. to serve, you yeah. know. Not where I was supposed to be. And when I stepped out on faith um, God put me in some amazing places. Mm. I, you know, I was already doing the gospel rap, going to these different churches. I ended up at a wonderful church, Covenant Glen. Um, and then I, uh, which at that time, Covenant Glen was probably like the number three United Methodist Church okay. here in Houston. Then I went to St. John's, which was the number two church. And it's like, I'm at these huge churches no, no, here's the thing. Don't know anybody at these churches. <laughs> I just, that's how you know it's God. Like, God put you in places where nobody knows you. Yeah, so good. All you have is a story. Listen, my background, what you say, mm -hmm. my background paid, paid the way back. for me. It paid me back. You know, I tell students and people about my story and how... I, I I was lost, but but God gave me the wife. God gave me the house. God gave me the kids. God gave me everything that I desired. Now, mind you, I didn't go in this thing for any of that. I just knew God protected me all that time yeah. when I was in the streets doing craziness, you know, getting high, getting messed up, just living in my life any kind of way. He protected me all that time. He protected me when I was in prison. And I felt like 
I owe God. Like, I know I can never repay. At best, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm toe up from the flow up. I'm just trying to do my best to be the best I can be and tell somebody in this dying world about Jesus Christ yeah. who can save. Like, I can't save you. I can introduce you to the man yeah. who can save. And, and your journey may be different from mine. Yeah. But the reality of it is, is if you connect to Christ, Christ will pull you through. It may not be smooth. because mm-hmm. <laughs> I it like may, to, It may go through prison. <laughs> this, it may go through prison. Like, real talk, you, you, you don't, you never I mean, look really at Joseph know. in the Bible. Joseph was a convicted sex offender. Yes. People forget that he was a convicted sex offender. Yes. Now, he would have been outcast in today's church. Yes. They, oh, he wouldn't have been given wow. a second chance. Hold up. Let's, let's stop because you, 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 really, <laughs> you really just said something right quick because I never looked at it from that point. We always look at this great Joseph with dreams, but technically... Joseph was lied on and yep. was a convicted rapist, yes. sex offender, whatever you want to call yep. it, right? Yep. And today he would have had to been registered for life. He would have never been second in command uh, of Pharaoh. Nope. What? Into by today's standards, people would have ostracized man. Yeah. Hey, boy, that just let he would have got he would have got beat up in prison. Beat up, not not sharing uh, dreams of beat the baker up. and the and the, the cupbearer. No, what he, he would, yeah. Oh wow! So people forget people forget about that. God, I mean, most of our you... Bible heroes that went to that went to jail in prison wow. were falsely convicted. Herb, you don't know how hard it is to convince even Christians that there's a lot of innocent people in prison. Yeah, you know, I mean, sometimes I'll even tell people most people in prison aren't in there for the crime they committed. Because they pled down to a lesser crime that they didn't even commit. Exactly. <laughs> but there's so many people in prison that are innocent. and But here's the thing. He works all things together for the good. If Joseph hadn't have been convicted of a sexual offense, he wouldn't have been able to minister to the, the cupbearer and the baker. Yeah. He wouldn't have been able, you know, even he got forgotten about for two years. Because, you know, remember the, uh, the baker said, I'll Dude. remember you. And yeah. he didn't remember. Yeah. You know, but you know, when you got out and I said, remember me, yeah. you wrote me a letter. Yeah. You yeah. wrote me a letter. I did. I appreciate that. Well, you, you <laughs> had, you done, you had done a lot for a lot of guys in there, man. But, but all things, if Paul and Silas, yeah. they were in prison for a crime they didn't really commit. Yeah. They were framed. Most of the Bible heroes were either framed or wrongfully convicted. Yeah. And people, so they don't understand that there's probably some innocent people in prison today but even then if paul and silas hadn't gone to prison for a crime they didn't commit if they hadn't worshiped god while they were in there instead of sit there going god man ain't no commissary here ain't no ain't no i can't get a a, a good mattress if they hadn't been worshiping god god couldn't have moved on their behalf and that whole family was saved because because they went to prison but God still used them. That that's the that's the major thing for me. When people write you off, count you out, God still used the people. Amen. Amen. That's messed up. And see, that's the thing is, is, is man, I hate to say it, but if a if a drunk walked into church, mm-hmm. looking as a prodigal drunk to come home, would we call security or would we minister to them? That and that <laughs> is the thing about the church 
Because just like you said, Joseph, he he would have not been accepted in today's society. No. You know Simon the Zealot, one of Jesus' disciples, would not disqualified for any church service yes. in today's terms. He couldn't lead. He's not fit to lead. Some people, some churches wouldn't even let him walk, walk foot in the door, man. David would not be qualified. David, he he, he had all the women. You know, <laughs> you know, and the thing about it is, I'm so glad that God don't look at our issues. Oh, man. But he looks at the call. He looks at. And sometimes he he'll at, use those issues. He used the issues. Because he turned, what does the Bible say? It says, the, Paul said, when, when Paul asked God three times to take his weak, his issues away from him. And God said, no, my grace is, is sufficient. sufficient. My God, my strength is made perfect in your, in weakness, your weakness and your issues. If you didn't have the issues, I, you wouldn't know my strength again. It, and it just further lets us know that it's not about us anyway. That's right. It's all that about right. God's will and building the kingdom. Speaking of Bible verses, is there a verse that has really, been ingrained in your heart your mind through all of this maybe one or two passages um that you just hold on to no matter what man matthew 5 and 13 i said it at the beginning i'll say it again you are the salt of the earth and if the salt loses its flavor it's good for nothing um, I changed my name to Herb Flav, my rap name to Herb <laughs> Flav, because I just felt like we have to be the seasoning for God's people. And, and, and you cannot look at one particular person and think this is what a Christian is supposed right, to be. Right. And and you, you don't be mad at me because I got flavor. I, I still wear my hats. <laughs> you know, I got my nice shirts that say hustle and pray. I wear different types of T-shirts yeah. because, number one, I just need the people to know you can still be cool and live for Christ. Like, like Absolutely. I'm the same guy that I was when I was in the streets. I just live for Christ. I don't do some of the things I used to do. I don't go some of the places I used to go unless I'm going to minister to these yeah. guys. And the reality of it is, is God can use anybody. And that is what yeah. it is about. And that, that, that verse, if you go to Matthew, and you read on down in that verse, it, it says, nobody takes a, a lamp and hide, or hide it under a bowl. Yeah. That's why I like that, that so much. Because as a Christian, you have to be bold. Like, if you have your, 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 the truth, you have to speak the truth in yeah. boldness. You, you can't be scared. That's why I think God used the, the disciples, because... They was bold. Mm -hmm. Peter was bold. Oh, yeah. uh, 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 uh. The disciples were people who walked with Jesus and had to be stiff. Yeah. In other words, yeah, yeah. like I don't want no, I don't want no weak Christians hanging around me. Like <laughs> if we go some places, I, I I I walk up in anywhere with my Christian shirt on because yeah. you know why? It's gonna create a conversation. Absolutely. That's why I wear because yep. it creates the conversation and it allows me an opportunity to be the salt of the earth. Yes. And that's what it's about building the kingdom. Yeah. And you know, I I like to tell people we're all salt. We just have we're in different shakers. Yes. You know what I mean? That's good. 
We're all salt. Come just, on. Don't get don't hate my shaker. Jay, you, know? you, you need to be a rapper. <laughs> you, don't you hate the, you my got shaker. Lines. My shaker may be a little bit different than your shaker, but we should all be the same salt coming out. My goodness. You may wear your shaker a little different. You may walk a little sh- different in your shaker, but we're all salt. Same salt, different the only shaker. Thing, the only thing we should we should be worried about is how much of that salt we're pouring on the same at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Jesus poured the right amount of salt. If you have a nice juicy steak sitting in front of you and you just sprinkle just a little bit of salt over it, that's going to be the best tasting steak you've ever yes. had in your life. But if you unscrew the lid of that salt shaker uh-huh. and pour all of the salt on top of that steak, you, ruined you have steak. ruined the steak. Come on. All right? So don't worry about other people's shaker. Just yeah. worry about how much salt you're pouring out. Come on. Are you pouring out legalistic salt? Yes. Rule, yes. rule salt? Yes. Or are you pour, pouring out love? Yes. You know? Come on. That's what we need. I know. That's it's hard. it. It's, it, it's hard, love. but it's easy. It's hard, but it's easy. The love. It's hard, but it's easy. You know? Uh, Jesus could not relate to any sinners that he talked to. Yeah. But he connected with every one of them. Yes. Yes. You know? And, uh, and that, you know, uh, okay, let me ask you this. If they made a movie, Hollywood came to you and said, Herb, we want to make a movie about your life. Yeah. You can't play yourself, though. Yeah. Who would you want to play you? Adult you. (laughs) Who would I want to play adult me? You know, does it have to be like a movie star? No. Or just anybody? Yeah. Adult me. You know who I would get? I would get this young cat that called me this morning, Justin oh, yeah? Lofton. Okay. Lofton can play me. All right. I, I think he has the skills to pay me. Does he look like uh, you? Not necessarily, but he can pull it off. Okay. All right. Uh, he could have been a young me, you know <laughs> what I mean, when I was coming up. Uh, he played football and everything and, and all of that as well, you know. Uh, I think we have some of the same characteristics. Nice. Um, but if if I was to pick a movie star, I probably would pick um, this young kid that played off on All American. I, I don't know his name. I don't know if you watch. It's a Netflix show. Yeah, yeah, no, the, 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 main, the main guy. Character, okay, all right. I would let him play. All right. And I, so I done picked a, a movie star, I and I done picked a. I think uh, he'd be good. Yeah, he he'd be good because he'd have to go through all of the stuff, yeah. and he already kind of got that vibe. Of, yeah. Of that L.A. vibe, anyway. We got a Texas vibe because he he got to he got to get that screwed up voice though. He got to have that <laughs> slow drag in his voice. He just have to study a little bit. Yeah, He'll yeah. He could do it. So he, he could do could it. Get it. Yeah. But you know. Uh, all right. Last thing. There's going to be people in prisons and jails all across America listening to this story. Yeah. So coming from the heart of Herb, yeah. say something to that person that might still be in county jail waiting to go to court or to do time or wondering what's going on. Maybe they're a Christian and they felt that they messed up. Maybe they've never been saved, but they're sitting there in a prison or jail cell wondering, is this the best that I can do in life? Is this all there is to life? Speak some hope and encouragement into them. First, I want to speak to the short timers. And then I want to speak to the people who have a, a little stretch to go. Because it's, 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 it's several things that I learned when I was in prison and several things that I learned when I got out. The first thing I would say is, is don't worry about yourself. That's the first thing. Like, 
I learned to help other, helping others while I was in prison helped me do my time. That's so good. Help somebody while mm. you're there. Mm. That's good. You know, my my bunk my bunk my bunk mate when I was at Lockhart, he was a he was a witch. He was a wicker. He he he. The he, little skinny white dude the with the red hair. White dude. Yeah, with he the worked red out of Chattanooga. He worked in the drill room with us. But guess what? He was a great dude. He, he was. He, he had a heart of gold. And he was searching, too. And he was searching. He was searching. So guess what? Every night, I told him this before I left. I said, you know what? I said, when you, because he grew up Baptist. Yeah. He just latched on to that wicker stuff. He said, uh, I told him, when you turn back to your Baptist roots, remember I told you you was going to turn back. <laughs> I said, I said, I get it. You know, we all searching. We all on the journey. And he would literally watch the things that yeah, I did. Yeah. I turned out every time for church. I went to school. I did the right things. I wasn't gambling and all of that kind of stuff. And that's another thing. Start practicing doing the right thing while you're in prison. Yeah. Because it's going to be harder when you get out. You know, when I was in prison, I was, I think, I have still never been as focused as I was when I was in prison. Yeah. When I was in prison, I was sharp. I was focused. I had to worry. Getting up two hours early, doing an hour in study and an hour in prayer. What? All of that. (laughs) And it's like now, you know, I'm not doing as much of that. So, and, and, and guess what? It's easier to follow the temptation in the world. It wasn't no women when we was locked up. You know what I mean? Well, it was women, but yeah technically we couldn't really get yeah, to him yeah, you know yeah. not some guys did like let me just be honest <laughs> yeah. about it they, yeah. we know the stories and some guys <laughs> did but again it's, it was easier for me for me to practice that because i knew it wasn't just right you know it wasn't right, right. i was gonna give me more time so it's a lot of temptation out here you know how many times i've been broke that just a little thought said, you know, these people trying to play me on these jobs like I can't get no money. I can get this money. I can get this money. I have more money than all you jokers out here claiming mm. you're supposed to be supervisor mm. this and you got this and you got that. I can get this money. And you have to really be ready to be out here. And that's the thing we talked about earlier in this podcast. You've really got to be ready for the rejection. You have to be ready to be like, nah, I ain't going to do this. I ain't yeah. going to do that. Um, so I would say, don't worry about getting out. And I know this seems messed up. It seems hard. But worry about what God wants you to do when you get out. Pre- like, like Preparing for when you get out. Preparing. Because if you start preparing when you get out, it's too late. <laughs> you're behind you're behind yes start preparing and you won't be mad at people like I knew I wasn't gonna be able to stay with people too long when I got out and I end up end up having to leave my aunt's house you know my aunt had to live her own life that's just real and I had to go ahead and get my stuff together so you can't be mad when people kick you out yeah you can't be mad when people don't want to give you no money because your first week you better live in that first week that's it. Your first week, everybody show you love. Yes. And then, then it's time. That, then it's time to fend for yourself. It's time for you. Listen, you got to be ready. Like, I took the first job. Like, again, I would say the main thing is to build your relationship with God while you there. Yeah. See, so my good. own relationship with God, nobody can't tell me about 
being God. My God. Like, I got this with him. Like, he is my friend. Like, we say, I am a friend of God. He is my friend. But no, for real. Like, this man, had it not been for God, man, I, I wouldn't have made it, man. Mm. I ain't no way I could have did the, the bachelor's degree. Ain't no way I could have did the master's degree. No way I could really even be in this doctorate program right now. No way I could be leading this ministry mm. right now. You know how many people, it's people right now today don't want me to lead this ministry, think it would be somebody else better, right? But when God has called you, mm. it don't matter what people think. That's right. Yeah, I've been to prison. Yeah, I did this. Yeah, I did that. But guess what? God does not look at me like that. And you have to be ready and willing to let God use you and don't care about what people think about you because they gonna always they gonna always think you the same prison guy that got out of prison. Yeah. Yep, you're right. Period. You're right. So once you get past that and you and you live in the now yeah. of who God wants you to be, Amen. it doesn't even matter. But you continue to tell that testimony because yeah. you realize that you're overcoming. That's why I ask, that's why I say you ask me anything. I'm gonna tell you anything because I'm overcoming every day. I'm yeah. trying to be better every day. You know, and the devil the devil wants more. His his job is to steal, kill, and destroy. The the easiest way to do that is when we help him try to kill, steal, and destroy. Yeah. And his his main goal is to shut us up. Yes. To yeah. shut us up. Yeah. To to put our light under a bowl. Right. Not to pour that salt out of the shaker. Right. You know, he's all right with us wearing our shaker, yes. our outfit, looking good, yeah. raising our hands in church, yes. showing up. He's all right with the shaker as long as we don't shake no salt out. As long as and we don't give it to nobody salt is our else. testimony. Yes. The light is our testimony. And when we overcome by the blood of the lamb, that's God. God did his part. It's a partnership. That's it. God does his part. He gave his only begotten son. Yes. And then we do our part by the word of our testimony. Amen. And you, you you do that very well. You did it well in prison, and you're doing it well out here. And you're touching lives. Amen. And I want to thank you for coming on Background Check, may, l allowing us to dig into your background. Amen. And and thank you also for not letting your background hold you back, Amen. but making it pay you back. Amen. In, in kingdom, in kingdom currency. Man, Because every promise. time you lead someone to the Lord, every time you get a text yeah. saying, uh, uh, if it wasn't for you, Herb, that's your background paid you back. Every time someone gave their heart to the Lord, your background paid you back. And so thank you for coming on the Amen. show, being vulnerable, sharing. Thank, uh, you, you're the sharpest dressed uh, guest I've ever had. <laughs> I like the I like the screwed up uh, Christian hat. I got to figure out how to get one of those. I, I love your hustle and pray shirt. Uh, so, um, so, yeah, man. Don't worry. I'm, it's I'm been fun, man. A screwed up Christian hat. I get you a shirt. In fact, Man, you might have to say some words on one of my tracks because your wordplay is impeccable. <laughs> you 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 have these punchlines of 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 a well seasoned rapper. <laughs> so hey, don't man. worry, I I will take care of you. All I right, got you. all right. Well, thank you again, and uh, bless you, man. Hey, God bless you, brother. All right, hey, uh, do you have a you got a show or anything that we need to plug? Uh, you know. If you want to check out Word with Wesley, we do Word with Wesley Word with, with the college Wesley. students. Is that on YouTube? Or it's is on, it on YouTube. All right. And, um, and we'll put a link in the show notes so people yes. can 
when they hear us talk about it, they can they can just go straight to that link. And what, what do y'all do on Word with Wesley? So Word with Wesley, um, basically the college students have a voice. Okay. We make sure the college students here at Texas Southern University have a voice, and we talk about all kind of issues uh, that college students may deal with, you know, while they're on this college campus. So, okay. Um, and, you know, you can go check out my music, you know. Yes, um, tell us about the music. The How music do we... is on everywhere. If you look up Herb Flav, Herb Addison, Herbert Addison, if you just Google that, you can find it on iTunes, um, uh, Amazon. It's everywhere. Right, well, we'll put all, all those links on there. Media they, don't, platforms. they don't even have to search. We'll put all the links on there for you. And uh, looking forward to it, man. Hey, man. Thank you for having me. All right. Background check. Yes, sir. All right, man. I really enjoyed my time with Herb. Uh, I I want you to go to his YouTube channel, listen to the words with Wesley. I can't remember the name of it, but it's awesome. We'll have the link on the show page in the show notes. And go listen to some of his music, man. He is a talented, talented person. But, you know, I just want to go over some things and highlight some things that he said, you know, when he talked about uh, just knowing you know, he calls himself a, a screwed up Christian. I love that. <laughs> I love that because outside of Christ, we are. We're, we're nothing. We're not enough. Yes, he makes us that. But outside of that, we are we are still a screwed up. I mean, even Romans 7, when Paul talks about, you know, I do the things I don't want to do and I don't do the things I want to do. That's screwed up. <laughs> you know, um, the, in the, the afflictions, the weaknesses, the the what do you call it? thorn in his side you know he wanted that he asked god to, to take it away and god said no that's screwed up <laughs> but it's also you know god's grace is enough and uh you know herb talked about when you connect with god when you connect with god you have to stay connected i can't the lamp cannot work in my house if i don't have it connected to that outlet and there's a couple things you know, he talked about sight, uh, salt being salt, but Jesus also said in that same uh, passage about being uh, light of the world. And so, you know, I think even Herb even talked about, you know, don't put your uh, light under a bowl. If if you're not connected to the source that causes your light to shine, you're not going to be fulfilling what God wants us to do. You know, so stay connected to God. You know, uh, I like the way Herb said, you know, he accepted his calling and then he got the prison sentence. Hey, look, accepting God's call in our life doesn't always mean things are going to be a bed of roses and bluebell ice cream and, uh, you know, dark roasted coffee. These are all things that, that make my life a lot better. Uh, but just because we accept the calling of God in our life doesn't mean that everything's going to be, you know, perfect. In fact, it's going to be a challenge. You know, uh, what else did Herb say? He said, he said, I'm glad God doesn't look at our issues. Uh, and God does look at our issues, but he doesn't look at them the same way that we do or that society does. And I talked about this on a previous episode about the background check. You know, the, uh, the, your employer is looking at your background for a specific reason. God looks at your background check and sees the same things, but, but sees potential in a different way. And so, you know, Herb, Herb was talking about how he's glad that God doesn't let our issues hold us back from serving him. I mean, look at all the disciples, almost all of them, you know, uh, flavor, flavor, 
salt. You're the salt of the earth. I love how he changed his name to Flav because of that. You know, I, I don't think Flav of Flav, but, you know, if you're old school, you know who that is. Uh, I don't think he uh, was thinking about salt of the earth when he nicknamed himself that. But we are. We are the salt. Be salt. You know, in, in my journal in prison, I can read several different places where I write out, Lord, help me to be salt and light. And our declarations in my in my family, the gum family, every morning, one of the declarations is, we are salt, we are light, and we will point people to Jesus. Uh, but don't don't forget, your shaker may look different than somebody else's. So don't don't hate the shaker. Like I said in the interview, don't hate the shaker. Okay, don't hate somebody's shaker. Just just pour out pour out the salt, the right amount, doing the right thing, saying the right thing. Uh, that references Matthew five thirteen, baby. Uh, in case you wanted to look it up. So, man, if Herb can get his GED in prison, turn his life around, let that springboard him. And you heard the journey he had, man. There was one time where he was just going to not do ministry, you know, in official capacity. Don't give up. Don't give up. I'm telling you right now, I want to give up all the time on my ministry because I don't know how we're going to raise the money for this resource center. I don't know how it's coming in. I don't know how we need a building right now. If you have a building and you're listening, no matter where you're listening, if you have a building we can use somewhere in Dallas, downtown, South Dallas, you know, somewhere right there, let me know, you know. But I'm not worried about it either way because I know God's got this. I know God's got this. Um, so don't give up. Don't give up. And don't look at your issues in a way that holds you back. That lawyer who wasn't even talking about anything Christian up until he got a sentence and he told Herb, there's something special about you. And I'm telling you right now, whoever you are, whether you're the most faithful, steadfast, seasoned Christian, or you're not even saved yet, there's something special about you. There is. And I know that because I know the God that I serve. There's something special about you. So, uh, and listen, just know that you're screwed up in some way, just like we all are. <laughs> but God takes the screwed up mess and turns it into just this un 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 incredible message. Let's, um, let's pray for Herb real quick. Um, Father, in Jesus' name, we lift Herb up to you. We thank you for Ashley and his, uh, his two sons. Lord, we just pray that you, you give them everything they need everything they need lord in every season of life that they're in to handle whatever comes their way we lift up ashley miles and katie on to you we pray that you protect them put a hedge around them but give them everything they need for the fight for the journey lord thank you for all the lives that herb has impacted over the years even in lockhart and even to now I pray that you give them every breakthrough they need. Give them healing where they need it, financial breakthrough where they need it, relational uh, miracles where they need it. Touch them, Lord, in a way they've never felt your touch before. Father, we lift up every listener right now, whether they're in jail, prison, out on the streets, whatever. We lift them up to you right now. And we ask you to intervene in their lives and give them the breakthrough they need. Give them the breakthrough they need. Show them your love. Show them your glory. Show them your mercy. Let them know that you know they can make it. 
the miracle is just right around the corner. Sometimes that corner takes a long time to turn. It doesn't look like what we think it should look like. But Lord, we thank you that you turn our issues into strength. We thank you, Lord. Be with those inmates. Be with everybody going through something on the outside. We love you, Lord. And we thank you for this podcast and, and the impact it's having. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, listen. Go to the show notes. Check out, uh, look up Herb Flav on uh, iTunes, uh, Amazon, anywhere music is played. Look him up. He's got some good gospel stuff. You don't want to miss it. The Word with Wesley channel on YouTube. It's all going to be on the show page. You can listen to this um, from a podcast platform, but you can also listen to it on the website. The most current recent episodes are on there, and then you can scroll back and, and look at more. But, uh, but once again, thank you so much for listening, and we love y'all, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Background Check Podcast, brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with a past realize their future. For more information, please visit ForgivenFelons.org. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and please don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss the latest episode. I'm J.D. Gum, and this has been Background Check.